hope you find these messages as a light in the darkness as we talk about all things anxiety, motherhood and everything in between. I'm your host Bethany, an anxiety life coach and mum of three and my mission is to give you the tools to find your worth, speak your truth and deeply love who you are. You are the heart of the home my beautiful friend and it's time you discover who you are called to be. Hi everyone, it's Bethany. Welcome back to the Heart of the Home podcast. It's so amazing being back here with you today for another conversation. And I don't know about you, but I am seriously loving recording these episodes for you all. I feel like I'm sitting in the room with you as we share this journey together. And creating this podcast so far has been everything I thought it would be and more. Also, I just want to thank those of you for all of your positive feedback and words of encouragement and support for this podcast. I've had nothing but words of encouragement and, you know, it just means so much to me, more than you'll ever know. And I'm so eternally grateful that you've decided to join me again today. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Today's conversation is for those of you who are currently feeling really lost in your struggle with anxiety and not really knowing which way to turn or how to break free from all the overwhelm in your life or how to begin to create the changes that you feel like you are so desperate for. Maybe you've tried things in the past. Maybe you've tried, you know, positive affirmations or essential oils or other forms of therapy. Maybe you've tried to get some support before just to reduce, you know, some of the stress in your life but you feel like maybe none of it's working or you feel like, you know, you're struggling to stay consistent um, and you're just really wanting to create some changes because you know that there's more to life than this constant state of stress and overwhelm. So I wanted to bring you a conversation around some really beautiful beginning practices for mums with anxiety and how you can really begin to create some loving changes in your life. So the first step to creating change is really through awareness. So in one of my coaching programs, we dedicate an entire module to creating awareness around your anxiety. And we really dive in deep to this topic to unpack everything. So through awareness, you can begin to see what's really happening around your anxiety and what's triggering you, what's reinforcing your anxiety and a level of where. A level of awareness is really the first step to begin to be able to manage your anxiety rather than it manage you. So how can we create any change if we have no awareness around what we're currently experiencing or what we'd rather be experiencing instead? So we really need to create some awareness around that just so we know where things are at and how we can actually move forward. So often where I see mums get stuck is that a lot of the time they may not even realize at first how much they're struggling because it's all they've ever known. Sometimes we get so used to a certain way of living and we often become sort of resigned to living this way and we believe that there's no other way to live. Then what happens over time is that we begin to sort of think, hang on a second, this is no longer working for me and I want something different for my life. I no longer want to be stuck in this constant state of stress and overwhelm and anxiety. And in this moment, that's when our awareness 
has actually turned up a notch and we can begin to see that there is in fact a different way of living. So we really want to begin working towards that kind of awareness. So creating awareness around what you are experiencing through your anxiety and how it's showing up is really the first step to creating change in your life. The next step to creating change in your life is to identify some of your triggers. So this kind of goes hand in hand with creating awareness, but it goes that one step deeper to really identify the specific triggers that are showing up for you. And those triggers can be different for each of us. So what triggers me might not trigger you. But I wanted to share a story um, with you about an example of this. So about 12 months ago now, my family and I went away for a few days just for a quick getaway. I think we were gone for two nights. And during the time that we were away, I felt really good. I felt on top of my anxiety. I felt calm and relaxed and I wasn't getting carried away by any of the negative thoughts or you know anything that would normally trigger me. I felt like I was really managing it quite well. And we came home after our time away and within 10 minutes of us being home, I felt my anxiety literally rising from my toes up to my chest. It was almost like a heat wave had just started at my feet and it was building and building and building right up to my chest. And I had to question why, because I knew that I was feeling so good for the, for the previous three days and suddenly it hit me, but nothing Suddenly this anxiety had hit me, but nothing specific had happened once we actually got home. So from the time that we'd left our little getaway and by the time we got home, nothing, nothing went wrong. Nothing happened. It was, you know, all was well. So because it came on so, uh, so suddenly, I had to really get to the bottom of why, because I knew I didn't want to feel anxious for no reason. I really just wanted to find out why I suddenly felt like this. Our bodies are really good at communicating to us and when we have that kind of reaction, usually there's a reason why. So one of my favorite ways to identify triggers is to notice when I'm anxious. So that's all about creating that awareness and noticing when I'm actually feeling anxious. Then I ask myself, what just happened in this moment that caused me to feel like this? And then I try and work out what had just happened in that moment. Sometimes this is just a bit of a thought process that I go through. Sometimes I'll journal about it, but a lot of the time I'm just processing this question and I really try and work out what the answer is to that and what just happened in that moment that caused me to feel so anxious right now. And then I'll ask myself, how am I actually feeling right now? So if I'm feeling tense or I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling worried or scared or fearful. And then the next question is that I'll ask myself is where am I feeling this in my body? So am I feeling it in my stomach? Am I feeling it in my chest? Am I feeling it in my hands or maybe in my head? These sorts of open-ended questions can really help identify what triggered you and how you're feeling about it. So like I said, it's all about creating that awareness, but identifying triggers just goes that one step deeper to get really specific and really clear. But as I sort of began to unpack this sudden burst of anxiety after we went away and came home, I realized that I didn't actually feel anxious at all over our time away because I was doing the things that made my heart happy. 
I was doing the things that made me feel content and calm and relaxed and safe. So I was spending time with my family with no technology. We were having some unplugged time and that that's really important to me. We were spending time at the beach. That's something that I thrive on when I get some of that fresh beach air in the sand and in the water. And I was also reading a lot. So reading is something that I have always loved to do. But up until this point, I never really prioritized it. And I would only read when I was away on holiday or vacation. So as I sort of begin, as I began to really unpack that, it got really clear to me what was sort of happening. So I was realizing that a lot of the things that I did while I was away really made me feel good and it really made me feel calm and peaceful and content. And as soon as we got home, obviously none of those things were happening and it was instant anxiety. So as you begin to increase your awareness around your anxiety and your triggers, you can then start to put some support systems or practices in place that will help you to feel supported during your anxious moments. Now, this is probably a good time to point out something that I remind my clients of all the time. We can't get rid of our anxious thoughts. We can't stop them from happening in the first place. Our anxiety is there to keep us safe. Honestly, it is there to keep us safe and I might end up doing an entire podcast episode on this topic, but we can't stop our bodies or our minds from doing the very thing it's designed to do. And that's to make us aware that something's not right, that something's either worrying us or stressing us or making us feel anxious because that's the very thing that our bodies are supposed to do. So we can't control our anxiety or when it shows up, but we can choose how we respond to it and how much energy we give to it. So supporting yourself through your anxious moments is really, really important because you can't change it. You can't change those anxious feelings that you experience, but you can support yourself through that and then choose how you respond to it. So based on all of that, I really wanted to share some support systems and practices that I have implemented in my life to support me through all of my anxious moments, because yes, I still get anxious. I still get triggered and I still at times get really caught up in my thoughts as well. And often my thoughts are a daily struggle, but my support systems and practices really guide me through it. And my anxiety no longer controls my life. If you were to see me in the street or, you know, see me at schools, pick up or drop off, you probably would have no idea that anxiety is a part of my life. So here are some of the things that I have really implemented that have supported me. And maybe it will give you some ideas and something to think about and consider for your own life as well. So the first thing I've done is really developed a beautiful breathing exercise that really slows down my thoughts and it allows me to really clear my head. So if you're anxious, this is an absolute must because often our minds are racing a million miles an hour. So slowing down our thoughts is a really big part of it for me. 
I use this bre- I used to use this breathing exercise every night in the beginning when I first started and now I only need it when my mind is running away with my thoughts and I can't sleep because of it. So I don't actually use it every day now, but in the beginning I certainly did. Another thing I began to develop was really supportive journaling practices and writing practices. So this took some time to begin with because I really struggled to see the benefits. But I realized it was my expectation on journaling that I really struggled with. So I think I was sort of expecting it to be this really neat and beautiful practice, but it certainly doesn't have to be pretty or polished. And most of the time for me, it's not. In fact, if it's not, it's actually even better because it's more natural and it flows and you're just getting things out as you need to. So our thoughts are often so unorganized and there's absolutely nothing wrong with our journal being the same. And thankfully, we are the only ones who read it anyway. So journal away. (laughs) I also began to live my life very differently. So another thing that I really started to do is to begin living a, a slower life. I created more space in my life. And what I was noticing is that I was constantly rushing around and running on autopilot and I was racing from A to B to C to D and I didn't feel like I could catch a break. So, um, you know, I really focused on living a slower life and creating more space in my life as well. So one of those things that I noticed on my family's little getaway was how we were able to create slow mornings and slow days on our holiday quite easily because obviously you don't have work and you don't have a lot of cleaning to do. So obviously this isn't always practical because most of us work, we've got day jobs and we have to get kids to school. But on the days that I could, we would still have slow mornings at home without having to rush out the door. So you do have to do what works for you. If you work part-time, then maybe on the days that you're home, you can create some slow mornings, um, a slow morning routine around that. But I also created more space in my schedule as well for things that made my heart happy. So I became really intentional about how much reading I was doing. I started doing more reading. So for example, if the kids came home from school or kinder, we would all go outside. I would put the umbrella up and I would sit and read while the kids had a bit of a play. We also did things like more unplugged family time. So we would have an afternoon or sometimes even a whole day where none of us were on electronics or technology. And we got really intentional with our family time together as well. And finally, we did more trips to the beach. So if it was just a weekend trip or an evening trip on a Friday night for fish and chips on the beach, we really made more of an effort to do that as well. Another thing that I also have done and implemented in my life is to really begin to trust myself and trust what my body is telling me. I listened more and I connected more. We have this one body for life, so it's so important for us to get really comfortable with it and learn to love it. Get to know yourself so well that you know what it is that you need at any given moment. Get to know the uncomfortable feelings and sensations in your body so you know exactly what it is that you need at any moment. I've also really put some support 
support systems in place to keep my home running even on the days that are long and full and chaotic and stressful. So what would happen is that I would be triggered and I would really struggle to work through my anxiety and the house would fall apart. So the washing would pile up, the dishes would pile up, our food would take a back seat. So if you've been following me for a while, you'll know that I love my whole foods and that would pretty much become non-existent. So obviously things could look really different for each of us, but ultimately it's got to work for you. So if you're able to work out some of these um support systems that you can put in place for you and your family, not to make things harder for you, but to make things easier for you, like getting your groceries delivered or, you know, trying HelloFresh for a week or, you know, just take the pressure off yourself, make it a little bit easier for those moments where you're feeling really caught up in your anxiety and you're really struggling to move through it. Finally, I want to share that I've really learned to make room for these difficult thoughts and feelings without always resisting them. So what happens is that we get anxious or we get these feelings of depression and sadness and sometimes they can be so intense and it's really hard to work through them. We want to get rid of them because we don't like feeling like that. We fight with them because we just want them to go away. We try and distract ourselves. We try and do anything that we can to get away from these thoughts and this discomfort in our body. But if we can just begin to make room for them and stop fighting with them, because they're there so you can learn a lot about yourself in those moments and you don't have to like that they're there and you don't have to even enjoy it. But you also don't have to fight or struggle with this uncomfortable feeling either. So I really want to encourage you to take a few deep breaths in these really difficult moments and choose to focus your energy on something else for that period of time, not to distract yourself or to try and get away from these thoughts or these feelings, but really just something that's going to move you towards the life that you really want to create. So it could be, you know, grab a book and read for a little bit. It could take the kids for a walk to spend some family times. We can we can do these things and do these activities even when we're feeling anxious, but we also have a choice as well. So have you ever had those moments where, you know, you're struggling so deeply and you have a bit of a cry and then you feel a little bit better after that? It's like you've had that release and you feel like you can get on about your day. Being able to give yourself that time to feel what it is that you're feeling is such a loving and supportive practice that you can do for yourself. And then, like I said, lovingly guide yourself to focus on something else. So those are some of the things that I have implemented in my life to really support myself through my anxious moments because I still do have them. But I no longer allow my anxiety to dictate my decision making or my behavior or how I show up because that's up to me to decide, not up to my anxiety. So I hope this episode really supported you to begin thinking about the ways that you can create some beautiful changes in your life too. You certainly don't have to do every single one of these things and I just want to remind you that I've developed a lot of these practices over quite a few months and some of them even years. So take what feels right for you, leave the rest. But I really just wanted to share some of the ways that I manage my anxiety when I first started my healing journey. And most of them, in fact, 
pretty much all of them I still implement today as well. So if you choose to implement any of these practices, please share them with me. Let me know how you go with them. Um, share with me on Instagram at the essential home underscore collective. I would so love to see what works for you and share it to my page if you feel comfortable so I can share it as well. And other mamas might be able to get some ideas as well. So I hope that was supportive for you and I can't wait to hear how you go with some of these practices and we will see you next time. Lots of love. Bye-bye.